Hello, and welcome to the Capital Compass podcast. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. Today, I'll be talking with Giovanni Virgilio, Superintendent of Schools for the Diocese of Albany, about the importance of Catholic schools in this week's Catholic Schools Week. Throughout the 2022 legislative session, we are giving you updates on what is happening in Albany. Without further ado, here is your Legislative Minute. Welcome to the Legislative Minute. I'm here with Dennis Paust, Executive Director of the New York State Catholic Conference. Today, recording the Legislative Minute, it is January 31st. 2022. Dennis, can you tell us what's been happening in Albany recently? Well, it's been um, a pretty big couple of weeks in Albany. As we said last time, uh, the governor was about to release her executive budget, which she has since done. And there was good news for uh, our Catholic school families in particular. Uh, Governor Hochul has proposed tripling the funding for the health, safety, and security uh, projects program. And for the first time, this is very important, she's including badly needed capital projects related to student safety as an eligible expense. So that's important for Catholic schools. Maybe they need a new roof or a boiler or air purification. And she's tripled the funding of that from 15 to $45 million. So we're really excited about that. And, and also she's uh, vastly increased the, um, the STEM program. Our, our non-public school schools get uh, reimbursed for STEM instruction, especially our high schools. Um, and that's now up to $55 million, which is a 38% increase. There's a lot of other goodies in the budget, too, that we were able to thank the governor for, especially uh, in terms of housing. She's, in, she's pledged $25 billion over five years to create or preserve 100,000 units of affordable housing, including 10,000 units of supportive housing for people at risk of homelessness or other at-risk populations, and um, an additional $2 million for refugee resettlements. And important for our Catholic Charities Agency is a 5.4% cost of living adjustment for the uh, human services workforce, uh, those essential workers who have been ignored for years uh, under previous administrations, and, and we're grateful to the governor for recognizing them. And that was your Legislative Minute. We'll be right back after a brief message. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website at nyscatholic.org slash action dash center or texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN, C-A-N, to 50457. Today we are with Giovanni Virgilio, the Superintendent of Schools and Diocesan Chancellor for the Diocese of Albany. He's worked in Catholic education for over 18 years and is an Albany native. So this week being Catholic Schools Week, what does it take to be a Catholic educator? Oh my goodness. Uh, so certainly um, in recent uh, years, I would think it takes a little bit more uh, uh, stamina and and. Uh, diligence to be a Catholic school educator in light of the pandemic. But generally speaking, we have some of the most dedicated educators in the Diocese of Albany. And truly, uh, what distinguishes our teachers, our faculty, our staff, is the commitment that they have to ministry, recognizing that this is more of a calling than a career. 
and that calling lends itself to really, you know, in response to a higher power, right? So much more than the education of the child, but the education of the whole child, academically, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Uh, so really, pandemic aside, and the additional stamina that one needs to be an educator these days, generally speaking, uh, it requires not only a love of learning, but a dedication to the ministry. You know, Catholic schools are so important to our church, our communities, and our nation, but like, I feel like people don't realize how much, why, you know, why they're so important. Yeah, I, we oftentimes say it's one of the best kept secrets. You know, I think that there is, you know, certainly the idea of creating good citizens, but then I think there is the idea of creating responsible citizens with a moral compass, right? This idea of ethical leadership, this idea of having a connection to a calling uh, to uh, our faith, anchoring decisions uh, and, and using our talents to make the world a more peaceful and better place. Um, you know, Catholic school uh, graduates have that instilled and ingrained in them. Certainly as a product of Catholic education myself, uh, having gone through our school system, uh, you know, I find it that it is the greatest gift that was uh, instilled in me, this idea of responsible, ethical leadership that goes so much more beyond just, you know, making a difference, but having a positive impact as well. So for those who don't know, National Catholic Schools Week is an annual celebration of Catholic education in the U.S. dating back to 1974. It starts the last Sunday of January and runs all week. So this year it is January 30th to February 5th. So the theme of Catholic Schools Week this week is Catholic schools, faith, excellence, and service. How do those three elements work together in the uh, Catholic school experience? Truly, uh, you know, everything we do is rooted and anchored in our faith. Um, you know, uh, I oftentimes think of it as not something that's separate from other learning, but our faith is imbued in all learning, uh, which is so uh, special, I think, because, you know, oftentimes religion is thought as a subject in isolation or faith formation experiences. But when you can take a math lesson or a social studies lesson, but have that, you know, certainly segue into a faith opportunity or a discussion centered around a particular issue, whether it be life issues, whether it be uh, some of the challenges that we face as a church, uh, you know, it just gives the lesson so much more meaning. So from a faith perspective, that is, you know, I think a, a great added bonus to the education and the classroom experience. Certainly from a service perspective, our students recognize that they have the opportunity to give back in a way that is really unique uh, because they have been given so much. And to be able to give back in return uh, is just a part of that Catholic school experience. Some of the greatest activities that our students do are centered around service to others, and we instill in them the importance of that. Uh, and they carry it with them well into their, you know, beyond college and career, quite frankly. So I think, uh, you know, I oftentimes say that Catholic education is one of those things that's needed now more than ever. Um, we're in a very uh, unique time as a world, as a, as a, as a United States. Um, and when you have the chance to impart 
so much more beyond traditional teachings to our students. It really is ultimately intended to have that impact on the, you know, have that positive impact well beyond the typical things that are taught in the school. So um, I'm sure a topic that people are kind of tired of hearing about, but, it, you know, it's it's definitely something that has been talked about, and especially with the rise in the Omicron um, mm-hmm. variant, it's affected a lot of other schools. But for Catholic schools, they were able to scramble during, you know, when COVID hit. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, it was some of the most uh, unnerving time in my leadership, the early days of the pandemic, where none of us knew back in March of 2020, you know, whether this was two weeks to flatten the curve or what it would eventually turn into. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting here and thinking, you know, here we have 5,000 students and 500 educators that are going to be disrupted by uh, the decisions that are being made related to the uh, stay-at-home orders, right? And I remember asking myself, you know, uh, this is truly going to be a test of our ability to rise to the occasion in a in, in a situation. And of course, those are those are unsettling situations, right? You you prepare for these things, you plan for these things, but no one could have anticipated what was coming our way. Um, I remember some in, very quickly in the early days, our schools bounced back and, and immediately transitioned to remote learning seamlessly in many cases. Uh, what took several months for some schools took us a couple of days, hours, if you will. Uh, and then we continued that. And you know we did not skip a beat in many ways. And the moment we were able to open for in-person instruction, we welcomed back all of our students. Um, which again was a, was a non-negotiable for us. And I remember, how are we going to do this? Uh, I didn't realize what a feat it was, but we were tremendously proud of being able to welcome back our students so quickly um, and get them back to in-person learning. Can you kind of explain to me why in-person learning is so important? You know, we had to do what we had to do um, at the beginning of the pandemic, but I mean, we've seen in a lot of studies that online learning necessarily isn't the best for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, it goes back to the idea that our schools are so much more than just uh, academics, right? They're safe havens yep. for our students. Um, it's where some get two meals a day uh, and an after school snack. It's where some are getting the counseling supports that they needed. It's some where they get, it's, it's a place for some where they're, they're, uh, they feel safe and loved, right? Um, and, you know, we always treat that as a partnership with families Uh, And, you know, the routine and structure that the academic school day provides really is critical. And, you know, the the other challenge becomes and we saw it in parts of the pandemic and we tried to address it going forward, um, the equity issue of access to technology, access to strong bandwidth and Wi-Fi, um, you know, the our schools in many ways level the playing field for all children. Uh, and so there's, you know, it's great to see that there is no replacement for that in-person learning experience. Uh, we talk about, you know, the service and this different foundation you get at Catholic schools. So I guess, can you go, I feel like a lot of outsiders don't necessarily understand, mm-hmm. even like Catholic people who don't send their kids to Catholic school, mm-hmm. you know, as, we, as we've uh, talked about. Um, I believe Jim talked about this in a previous episode about school choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, really, uh, and this is why our advocacy is so important, 
the greatest barrier right now to families choosing uh, Catholic schools is financial. Uh, it's why we look to provide scholarship and aid to keep the schools affordable and accessible to all who desire to send their children to our schools. It's why we advocate for you know tax credits and uh, you know voucher systems that are in other places of the United States. You know, so that becomes we 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 strive to really remove that barrier. Uh, recently, uh, we were the proud recipients of uh, a grant, uh, repeat uh, recipients of a grant from the Mother Cabrini Foundation uh, that provides scholarship and assistance to our schools, um, and that has been invaluable uh, to be able to uh, afford scholarship and assistance. You know, we're actually seeing this year, uh, whether it be a result of the pandemic, whether it be a result of our efforts to, to be affordable and accessible, we saw a 4% increase in enrollment across our school system. Uh, and our students, we have, uh, some, we have more students than we ever uh, had before uh, in recent years. We invite more students to come and consider our schools. And Catholic Schools Week is a great time to do that, to see our faith in action, to see what we do in action, to visit our schools. You know, we, we really see that opportunity that exists. And... Those traditional or typical barriers, we try to find ways to overcome those obstacles. Uh, and so we'll work with families in any way we can to ensure that they, I think the challenge becomes that so many think it's beyond their reach. And until they have that conversation, it actually is probably more within their reach than they realize. And so I would encourage anyone to not let some of those traditional barriers that they may have in their minds be the reason why they don't consider us or at least take a tour of one of our schools. Exactly. I was actually going to bring that up with yeah. you. Yeah. It's um, There are a lot of misconceptions within the Catholic Church, within the Catholic school system, uh, but, you know... That's why you ask. That's why you should be asking questions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we invite that dialogue. Uh, you know, we invite those conversations, uh, and we'll never shy away from an opportunity for that dialogue. Particularly when folks may be making decisions without all of the information they need to appropriately render that decision. Um, so certainly, we we welcome those conversations, and certainly any uh, any of the listeners can reach out to our schools directly to our principals. Uh, our principals are truly visionary leaders. I consider them uh, uh, leaders that uh, understand that they wear so many hats, uh, and they really do welcome those conversations with families. All right. I'm going to give you one last. It's, sure. it's, it's kind of a challenge here. Okay, let's um, see. So if you only had one elevator ride to convince somebody to send their child to Catholic schools, what would be your pitch? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I oftentimes would say when I was a principal, when you walk into our buildings, it feels like you're getting a hug. That's what I would say on an elevator speech. I would, <laughs> if I had an opportunity to share someone and I would say walk into our doors, walk into our doors and the feeling you get when you walk through our doors, what you see, what you experience, what you hear, uh, it just is unlike any other educational experience that is out there. Um, you know, I think that uh, it really, you know, it, it, if you see it for yourself, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but our buildings, they embrace you when you walk through those doors. So certainly that's what I would tell anyone to do uh, who's considering our schools. Catholic school, more more than just education. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're 
Certainly delighted to be celebrating Catholic Schools Week. Uh, we wish everyone a very happy Catholic Schools Week. We have our annual liturgy coming up uh, Friday uh, with Bishop Scharfenberger. We'll present our awards to the Teacher of the Year, Principal of the Year. Uh, so it's a great it's a great opportunity to celebrate Catholic education, uh, and we can all use a reason for celebration at this point. Thank you so much for coming on, Giovanni. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast, and a special thank you to Giovanni for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYS Catholic Conference. Thanks again, and God bless.